is PlayStation Radio UK. It's 97.1 FM in the morning. No, and, no. and it's show 85. No. Is that good enough? No! Okay, I'll start again. This is PlayStation Radio... No! Stop! Okay. This is 97.1 FM. You're listening to PlayStation... No, PlayStation Radio UK. Okay. And then the date and the time. And then your name. And then my name. Wow, you've got a little formula. No, <laughs> we've been. How many weeks have we been doing this for? Oh right, Long. years, Simon. <laughs> this is ninety-seven point one FM. You're listening to PlayStation. I'm meant to say you're listening. This is ninety-seven point one FM, PlayStation Radio UK. It's the seventh of April. I'm Ben. No, I'm not. I'm Simon. <laughs> And uh, and Ben is just there. Good God! See how? Hi. It's hard. It really is. I mean, it gets harder though, doesn't it? It doesn't get easier. It doesn't seem to, to sink in. No. I tell you what, you better fucking nail the outro this week. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I still need to write the rap for that. The rap? Remember we? Oh I was yeah. Do the rap. <laughs> we were gonna musicalize it because then, laziness. Yeah, and then I'd never have to say it again. So yeah, exactly. We could just press play on an MP3, or you could just rap along each week. <laughs> that While I happen. lay down this sick beat. Yeah, okay, so how are you, Ben? Good, man. I've had a lot of stuff go on in the past couple of weeks. Oh, that's good. What happened? Uh, I went up to Nottingham for a job interview. Ooh, how'd it go? 
I think it went well. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back, but I... Uh, it was a pretty stressful time. Horrible drive, <laughs> because I got to the... It, it was in a big industrial estate, right? Yeah. Where, you know, lots and lots and lots of businesses have their headquarters just because it's cheaper. Yeah. To be on this huge sort of campus, if you will. But the road names are few and far between, and it's very easy to get lost. So I arrived an hour early. I followed my sat-nav right into the center of the beast. And <laughs> and I stayed in the car for 40 minutes and thought, eh, 20 minutes, that's a good enough time to show up, right? 20 minutes before the interview. Yeah. So I got out um, of the car, wandered around the car park that I had parked in, and none of the businesses were matching the name of the business that I was going to be interviewed by. So I gave them a call, and there was mass confusion about where I was because I couldn't see any road names and I couldn't see any of the the landmarks they were talking about, any of the businesses or anything like that. So they told me, get in the car, drive back out the way you came and go round another road and see if you can spot some of the things we've spoken about. So I got in the car, drove around for 15 minutes, couldn't see anything, couldn't see any of the things that they were talking about. I did spot one road, so I pulled in, gave them another call and said, hey... Uh, I spotted one of these roads. They said, okay, great, go down there and follow it out and you should see a sign for us on the way out. And so I got in the car, saw no sign for them, ended up leaving the industrial estate and joining a queue of traffic to Sherwood Forest. (laughs) And I was stuck in this traffic going about two miles an hour, just headbutting the steering wheel because it was about five past two at this point. I bet you were sweating, weren't you? Oh, I was. I bet you were sweating a lot. Can you imagine how I felt though? I bet you just like, wanted to punch the, the, the horn. I did. Like the the entire world was against me. So yeah. I pulled into a, a, a close and turned around and came back in. And as I was coming back in the way I came out, I saw the fucking sign. Because, of course, they don't display the sign when you're leaving. They only display it when you come in. So eventually I managed to find my way in. Yeah. But by that time I was late and it was I was pretty stressed out. So Did you get a full address of this place? I got a postcode, which took me to the centre of oh, the industrial estate. Oh, only gave you a postcode. See, and a business I've, name. I've got a pet peeve yeah. for a lot of, especially professional drivers, who it's their job to deliver stuff, and instead of using your whole address, they use a postcode, and then when they find out the postcode is for the whole street, yeah. they phone you up and say they can't find you. That really annoys me because there's a reason you have house names and house numbers. Well, you're up a big old driveway, aren't you? Up a track. Um, yeah, but it's on Google Maps. It tells you exactly how to get there. I've checked. Oh. Online. I've checked online, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- that went well. And on my way back, I popped into Leicester and I picked up some medicated face cream. And some memories. Which, which everyone should do while they're in Leicester. And some Maryland. And s- genuinely did pick up some Maryland chicken. <laughs> drove it, had a bit there, drove all the way back. I'm over it, Simon. Are you? I'm over it. I'm over Maryland chicken. I'm done, I think. Hmm. If you take me to Leicester, I'm going to eat some Maryland chicken, but I, I'm, not, I'm not as romantically involved as I once was. I think I have moved on with yeah. my life. It made me very uncomfortable. It was disgusting. It made you sweat even more. It, it made me very just uncontrollable sweaty. Hmm. It was appalling. So that's, that's a good and a bad... Uh, but I did then go to a wedding last night. Not Ooh. last night, Saturday night. 
which was very lovely. And I had uh, my good friend Ben here all weekend because we were going to the, we were both invited to the wedding, and uh, it was good fun. So was this Did like you a, go to a wedding? Was it a mutual kind of like family friend type situation? It's a friend situation. Ah, so like someone that was kind of the same age as you. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Uh, happy for them. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound um, convincing. <laughs> no, it was lovely. It was really nice, and I am very happy for them. But uh, yeah, apparently people start getting married now. That's a thing. So, cool. Do you wish to say who that job interview was for, by the way? Mm, no. Not yet. Unless I... people want a repeat of last... Did you listen to last week's episode? Of course you didn't. No. I bleeped everything out with the the Mr. Black from The Simpsons. Oh. So okay. it was just like that ten times in a sentence. So <laughs> unless people want more of that, then no, I'm yeah. not willing to speak just yet. Well, let me tell you something about... Um, well, let me tell you something, brother. About a games company. Sure. N- not that it was a games company. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you about a thing that's unrelated. <laughs> um, I was looking on Twitter. Mm. And someone was... Someone favorited one of my tweets or something like that, or replied to one of my tweets. Turns out they are the CEO of Just Add Water Games. Really? Yeah, and they follow me and you, I think. Do they? Now, you may know them because I've actually got one of their games in my to-do list because it's on PS Plus at the moment. Okay. Um, you and Tasty, Oddworld's Abe Odyssey. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I also played a bit of their Strangers Wrath HD uh-huh. on PS3. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did they they have, um, what did they favourite? Uh, now I have to do some work and find out. Down so, with games. Was that all, <laughs> favorite, that. Was that all you... Um, <laughs> uh, that was it. That was week, my yeah. life. Yeah, I just retweeted a, a thing about UK politics, which I think you retweeted as well, and he replied to me. Oh, yeah. So, the entire company replied. No, just that one guy. He's his personal Twitter. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Yeah. Cool. Well, what else did you do? Just something on Twitter? Oh, yesterday. No, all I did in the whole week was one thing on Twitter. Uh, last Yesterday, I went up Ben Lomond. Did you say hi? I did say hi. Talking or about road signs. start climbing it? Talking about road signs. I've been to Ben Lomond before. I've never driven there. Hmm. Um, But I assumed it would be signed. Because when you're in Glasgow and you're leaving on the M8, there's a sign that says Loch Lomond. And that's quite far away right. um, to be signed from that early. So I thought, well, they must have Ben Lomond signs once you follow that one. So I did, followed it. And they don't have Ben Lomond signs. What? In fact, because that national park is such a big area, they have so many Loch Lomond signs that all go to different places. And they have zero Ben Lomond signs that you would never find it unless you had a sat-nav or a map. That um, is outrageous. It is, isn't it? In fact, the you only should. Ben Lomond sign I saw was actually on the mountain when I was halfway up. <laughs> By which point, you kind of knew. I did kind of know, yeah. You had a suspicion. Hey, why don't you put up your own signs? <laughs> That's the worst idea ever. Just um, spell it wrong. Yeah, other than that, I haven't really done much. Just been, you know, uni work, dissertation, boring stuff. Did you get Easter eggs? I did. I got one Easter egg. Um, you know, I opened an Easter egg and it was completely crushed. Really? Okay? Except that it was somehow the joy. somehow the tin foil hadn't didn't have a dent. It was a perfect oval. 
whatever the 3D shape of an oval is. Sure. But how does something crush and, and the tinfoil not crush? Uh, the density of the the air. Yeah, science. Waves. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Other than that, you know, that's the highlight of my week. I'm still trying to figure out how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you opened it? I have. Uh, well, that's how I found out it was now, crushed. You? you can't... So you got get, something going on in the background. Getting invaded right? by BBC News. Sorry. <laughs> <Here> they come. <laughs> doop. 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 Hey, here's the thing about Easter eggs, right? Yeah. I've got one here. There it is. Oh. And um, I'll tell you a thing I like to do with Easter eggs. Eat them. Smash them on my head. You know what? That is unbelievable. Do you, do you like that too? I sat down... Yeah. Um with my brother and he started headbutting this easter egg oh it's so satisfying and, you've never done it and then I did it next just because you know it looks fun and yeah. then I was talking to someone else about it yeah and all it was asked was how do you usually open your easter eggs and yeah. the reply was you have to headbutt them yes this yes. is like a known thing <laughs> it's brilliant like I've never spoken to anyone about it but it is an unspoken rule um, when Ben was here he had an easter egg too and he 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 had a deprived childhood and never really had Easter eggs. And I told him you have to oh. headbutt it. He was like, "That's stupid." And then he did it, and his little face lit up, like a <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> but this is how you open. I'm going to headbutt it now. You ready? Yep. Oh, that's good. Because look, then look. I'm saying look, but look, look inside the tin foil. It makes a perfectly circular indent. Not necessarily that, but like little bite-sized chunks that are already broken off, and you can just. Dig in, it's amazing. So if you yep. have any Easter eggs left at home, I uh, I strongly suggest that you start headbutting them. Yeah. And on that note, let's get into the the nitty gritty. The gritty nitty. Yeah. Yeah. Your first competitor from Detroit, Michigan, weighing in at 240 pounds, Harvey Dean. Your next competitor, weighing 220 pounds, Game of the week. This week it should be dominated by Blood Bomb, but we've spun it off into its own little section a bit later on in the programme. Simon, you played anything that isn't the Bloodborns? No. Oh, you want to say that a bit louder? <laughs> so what have you played? Just me, then. Just yes. me, what has played other games. So... I reviewed a game called Five Star Wrestling. Did I mention is this, this last week? Is this the one I told you about? Yes. Okay, yeah, you start start talking about that. I'm going to open up the little post I told you about. Okay, it's appalling. <laughs> but it's 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 awful. Um, Why? It's janky as fuck. Like, the only word for it is janky. It doesn't look right. It looks really cheap. It's should be arcadey, but it's not fun because it's so clunky and it doesn't work properly. It's like a tech demo. Mm. The animations are shite. Um, the collision detection is appalling. They've literally cut and paste the controls from the WWE games. And uh, the controls there are pretty accessible, but here, like, they're even... You know, they, they made them worse somehow. They decided to swap this the run button, which should be a shoulder button, to square. And bearing in mind, hit is X, you have to hold the controller in a really weird way if you want to run and yeah. hit someone. It's it it's just bad. Like it's really poor, and all of the wrestlers are complete. Well, they're supposed to be parodies, right? 
but they're yeah. complete rip-offs of actual wrestlers. So there's Greg Hardy instead of Jeff Hardy, Mike Iceberg instead of Bill Goldberg, um, Ragnar Brock instead of Brock Lesnar. And that wouldn't be too bad if they didn't look identical to the wrestlers they were ripping off had identical movesets and their music was weirdly similar. Like, they pitch it as a parody, but it clearly verges into a complete rip-off. So a parody usually has some kind of, like... Um... Comedic aspect. Yeah, does it have that? No, it doesn't. Like, they don't make entrances, there's no commentary, there's, like, no online... You can only do 1v1, there's no tag team fights or anything like that, no weapons as far as I could tell. Like it's just it's just not very good. Like it tries to be the pro evolution soccer of the wrestling games, right? To to wrestling's FIFA, if you will. But it's so many steps behind where we are now in wrestling games. Even WWE 2K15 wasn't that great by anyone's expectations, but it's so so far ahead of this, it's beyond belief. So I don't. I feel sorry for them because they are a small studio, but it's not good at all. I gave it a three. Now the thing about this is actually, um, out of sheer coincidence, I was actually talking about this game yesterday. Oh yeah. Not that I've played it, but from what you've told me, is that it doesn't do anything which is too innovating in that sort of um, game. Mm-hmm. wrestling games it doesn't really reinvent the wheel so my point was if you're going to make something a product which doesn't do anything new or doesn't do anything way better than the other stuff out there there wasn't really a need for it yeah now like, the idea i had for this was mm. if you're going to make a game which is quite small and not going to be known by that many people that you know most wrestling fans are going to buy the actual licensed games sure why didn't they try and get it licensed in scottish wrestling Oh, that would have been such a good idea. Because even though the game's dog shit, like, if it had ICW... It would sell. ...which is a a Scottish promotion that's very popular, then, yeah, that would sell really well. And the reason I say it's um, Scottish wrestling is because this this company makes games from Scotland. Are they? Is that where they're based? Um, Yeah. called Serious Parody. That's That's how I found this, um, this post, which is talking about how, you know the five-year development cycle and all this kind of stuff about it. Yeah, it's a real shame because it does look like it's from five years ago. Yeah, I think that's maybe one of the things about small-time developers is when a new generation of consoles comes out, there gets to a point where you've been developing a game for so long, you Mm -hmm. can't just not release it. Yeah, we're not just talking about the quality of a wrestling game here. We are talking about the overarching... You know, reaches of these issues that yeah. that smaller developers face because it's clear to me, at least playing it, that they had no real direction as to how they wanted to do it because there's no way that that game should have taken five years unless there was some serious indecision about what they wanted to do. I feel like several things were scrapped because that game came out and it didn't feel finished. Not just from a campaign standpoint where there isn't actually a campaign, it's just a series of challenges. Um, just from a this feels unpolished and rushed. And yeah. a game that's been developed for five years shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, small team constraints and stuff. I just reckon mm. that... I reckon that from any sort of product standpoint, the first thing you put on the whiteboard, your mind map of ideas, should be the thing, the selling point, the one thing that yeah. you need to to maintain to make it a, a viable product. 
to be fair, I'm not sure ICW was around in 2010. Um, yeah. But you're right, they should... They, yeah, I think this was just a case of, of mismanagement generally. Like yeah. They clearly have, have a group of people assembled that can make a game. Like That's obvious. You've made a game. It's not very good, but you can make a game. You've got a sound guy, you've got a, uh, an animations guy, you've got a graphics guy, an art guy, whatever. You've got the team. But I think they just needed <clears throat> excuse me, a really sort of staunch direction to head in with an end goal. And then it could have been something quite special, but it did just ape everything the WWE games do, but in sort of a almost laughably bad fashion. Like, this wouldn't even do well in an arcade unit. Because mm. that's what they should have gone for. It should have been like the, the, the crazy taxi to Gran Turismo, right? You want, you want to make it different enough, but really fun to play. Really fast, really wacky, really stupid. But it doesn't feel like that because it's not a button masher. Yeah. You do have to take your time. And then that only just highlights how poor the game looks, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But yeah. that was that. I also played Minecraft, Simon. Oh, really? On PS3, Simon. Why? To get the Platinum, Simon. No. You waited too long. Well, at least I can get the platinum. And I couldn't hold series. off forever. To be yeah. fair, I got the platinum between auto saves, and then I deleted. Uh, I quit without okay. saving. So because we should finish that series, it's actually very good. We have a question about it, about whether we're, we're ever going to do a, a game series on YouTube together again, and <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. It's yeah. a pain in the ass to organise. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Bloodborne, obviously, but we're going to spin that off for later's. Yeah, so let's move on to PSR Q&A. PSR Q&A. Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! Questions submitted by you, the Chlechaners. First up, Simon. Yes. We were tweeted at by Kurt Woods. Okay. About the next PSR UK debate, which was a picture of a loo roll on, you know, a loo roll holder attached to the wall. And there was A and B. B being that the loo roll should sort of unravel from the outside and A being from the inside. So if you think about it, if the loo roll holder's on your left-hand side, you're sat on the toilet, B implies that the toilet roll hangs over the nearest side of the toilet roll to you, and A, closer to the wall. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the most interactive with thing we've ever posted on our Facebook page. Really? This, uh, I can't see... Oh, yeah. This this was liked by 22 people, which is quite a lot for us. Wow. 22... And we had 23 comments about this. Everyone wanted to weigh in, which just goes to show that all we needed to do was put, how do you choose your toilet roll? Your answers will amaze you. And then posted a link to an external site and it would have been shared all over Facebook and been the biggest thing ever. Because obviously yeah. that's all it takes to win uh-huh. on Facebook. But the overwhelming response was B. Why is A even a question? Uh, a is for retards. Um, you should discuss the mysterious stand-up wiper as well. Apparently that's the thing. Only one person responded with A. 
I'm gonna name him. Okay. No, I'm not really. <laughs> no, it was actually me. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. Oh, was it not? Okay. No, actually it was, but you weren't alone, and I feel like you were joking. Um, well, no, I wasn't, because I think if I was in a hotel, mm. and you know they do that little cute triangle folding of the toilet roll at the bottom. No, but adorable. Yeah, cute. Oh, the, sorry, uh, I just punched the microphone. I think that that should definitely be the toilet roll folding to the outside. Okay. Okay, but as someone who doesn't really care how I'm removing toilet paper to wipe my arse with, mm. I'll put it on the toilet roll holder in any which way. Doesn't matter to me. You don't really care. Don't really care. If you were to hang up a toilet roll, though, yeah. you would have it facing you, right? The... No, I just put it on anyway. You're weird, man. Don't forget that when you've when you are putting toilet roll on, it's not been opened. It's just like you know that bit where it's sealed at the top. Yeah, I know, but you can tell which way it's going. I, I in fact, I never when I put a new, it new roll on, I never I, analyze it enough. I just slide it on. When sure you do. Whenever I. <laughs> put a loo roll in a loo roll holder, right, I always am compelled to start unravelling it. I don't like that little bit of adhesive that's stopping it from going. I always (laughs) undo it a bit before putting it on, because that way I know that it's going to be in the B position, which is the right way. Yeah, I've never never thought about that. I've never needed to evaluate it. It's my way or the wrong way. (laughs) Anyway, shall we move on to the next question? Yes, please. Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, right, this was a question, not a question, this was a lovely email sent by Dan. Hi, Dan. Who made a Peep Show reference in the subject mm. title. Mm. And he said, If you haven't already got the Peep Show reference, which you have now, please take it as a compliment. Regardless of the fact that, to my American ears, Ben sounds almost exactly like Mark, you're both hilarious. So... I think I sound like David Mitchell. I don't. I don't think you do sound like David Mitchell. I don't think I sound like David Mitchell. Weird. Fuck you, Dan. (laughs) And make a great team. R.I.P. Trippy Fat Chick. That's a good nickname for the man who's now dead. The man who we don't know the name of because he wasn't, he was never real. Yes. You both convey a passion for video games and the industry at large that is informative, refreshing and very, very entertaining. On the episode Raverwoob, I literally had to take my earbuds out, excuse myself from the laboratory, he's clearly a science man, (laughs) go straight to the restroom and stifle a laugh that I have not experienced since my childhood. Brilliant. I don't think we're ever going to surpass the Raverwoob episode. Um, It doesn't seem like it, does it? That was episode 8 and people are still talking about it. See, I'm I'm hoping that he's started from episode 1 and hasn't got to us now yet. But because surely the contemporary, the passion is so old now. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, we're just, um, I don't know, bored of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to leave PSR UK a five-star iTunes reviews on the Apple UK site, but was not able to find it. You should review it on the US site. That would be how you should do it if you're in the States. Yeah, I think that in order to make an Apple account, you have to have a card assigned to it. I think now you can do it without. Can you? Okay. Yeah, when Um, you go to payment information, you can choose none. Okay. Obviously, we definitely encourage everyone to leave a review on iTunes. Make sure you type in the full name, not PSR UK, Mm. because we're actually on iTunes as PlayStation Radio UK. Yes, we are. Anyhow, I wish you both the best of luck and know that you will continue to bring much joy to the entertainment industry, wherever that may be. 
your porn joke here. You gonna go into porn? No. <laughs> Would be great to play online sometime, but with the time difference, it may pose a problem. But please keep me posted on whatever projects you have going on. Also, just to put it out there, if I can be of help and I'm able to, it would be my pleasure. Best. Well, Damn. I'm look. I'm looking for someone to start a porn film with me. Hey, there hey. it is. There it is. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, thanks, Dan. Very kind. Next question. Um, this one You're comes right. from Martin Freeman, and there's a massive list of them. So, start at the top. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Will there be another video series involving the both of you? No. Mining for Platinum was brilliant. It was. Um, it's not finished, Mining for Platinum. It is for me. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> as far um, as I'm concerned, I th- I'm still waiting for Saints Row the Third playthrough you know, to be finished. I never really enjoyed Saints Row the Third. I, I know think... you didn't enjoy the, the game. But I thought the episodes were good. I put a lot of time and effort into it. The episodes were good. As weird as possible. The episodes were good. I just don't think the game was a good platform for it. Sure. So I think Mining for Platinum, we should finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, we could finish that in like an episode. Yeah, I did. So um, that one will be the next one, the final episode of that, or the final two episodes at the most. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, should, will we ever play a game again? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Bloodborne is horrible for playthroughs. You know, you say that, but the good thing about Bloodborne is because you can now... You remember that time we had the idea of doing a sort of... Kind of like what we did with Mining for Platinum where there's like a pseudo storyline. Mm-hmm. The good thing about Bloodborne is you can have a different name above your character. That's a good point. Um, so you could do something like that. But I don't know. Um, especially just now, I've got a lot of uni work to do. Ben's very busy. Um... If it's gonna happen, it'll, if it's gonna happen, it'll happen in the summer. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Remember when our original plan was for Sir William McPinch and um, oh no, what was your what was your name in the Saints Row series? I can't remember. There was Ketchup Buns. Oh, and Succumbsies. Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's not really, is it? Obviously. <laughs> um, they were gonna finish Saints Row the Third. And then they were going to suddenly show up in Demon Souls. Yeah. That was that was the plan. That was the plan. When that's we were why, very ambitious. That's why mine was a knight. Yes. Not, exactly. Didn't happen, did it? And Ketchup Buns was going to show up in your world instead of yes. my world. Yeah, it was a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. It would never work. In terms of value for games, I don't understand this. Um, he's talking about um, Angry Birds, PS3 and Vita. This is not the only market that used this model. Um, okay, why the fuck do I have to pay the same amount for a jumper designed for a morbidly obese person that can't store eat, stop eating pies? I think this is a separate question. I don't get this. Okay, let me explain. Yeah. In terms of value for games, I don't understand this Angry Birds PS3 Vita. This is not the only market to use this model. Um, oh no, they are similar questions. Basically, you have to pay more for Angry Birds on PS3 and Vita than you do on iPhone? Okay. I don't understand how it's related to the jumper question. <laughs> Talk about value for game, value for money <laughs> in games though. Yeah. Mobile games when they're released on next-gen systems, mm. they cost more. Yes, it's absurd. It's like 27 quid for Angry Birds Star Wars. Yes, that's obscene. And that's, I think, because of the fact that people will pay that much for a next-gen game. Hmm. 
for nothing else. And that speaks volumes for the company that is releasing it. Because you look at some mobile games that release on um, PS3 and stuff, they don't actually go up in price that much. Mm-hmm. Then you get the odd person or odd company like whoever it is that makes Angry Birds, they just want to shaft you, and that's pretty much all it comes down to. Yeah. Unless they've yeah. added enough content in that game, which means they've had to pay for people's um, wages and stuff, and it's taken a long time to develop. That's the only time I'd understand an increase in price. Mm. Angry Birds, no. They're just absolute dicks. <laughs> then he goes on to complain about the sizes of clothes and how he has to pay the same amount for a small than someone who buys an, a, a quadruple XL does. Yeah, I, mean, I look at that as the same as the, the Chinese buffet, where... Yeah. You, there's a ticket for entry. There's, It's kind of like there's the person who's only going to have a couple of bits of melon uh-huh. um, and a bit of fried rice. That, not together, hopefully. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what you're into. That person is paying too much for their for their meal. Yeah. There's the person who is eating enough to kill a small donkey. That person, so what you're saying? That person's getting value for money. There's the person in the middle who's paying the right kind of amount. And the idea is that the person who doesn't eat that much subsidises the person who does eat too much. So what you're saying is that we should all go to Chinese buffets, eat loads of melon and rice to the extent that we get very big, and then we can get the most Value for jumper money. for our money. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. Essentially, but what I'm actually trying to say is that it is to create a plateau of price across society, isn't it? It's expensive being a fat man. Otherwise, yeah. Well, I mean, you're already spending more on food. Um, I mean, that's a, you're going to get into a whole problem in society, aren't you? Where you talk about not taxing fast food, making it cheaper to be fat than. Oh, than I'm already I'm already bored. Yeah. So let's move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, to the next riveting question. Favorite What's Pringle your flavor. Favorite Pringle flavor. Pringle flavor. You know, I I kind of vary between plain. And barbecue. Sour cream. I used to like them. I went went off them. The green ones, they're good. Paprika is actually extremely nice. Oh, I'll take your word for it. Should try that. While I'm having sour cream. (laughs) What makes a good second-class citizen? I don't even understand that question. Do you understand that? Yeah, you. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Do you think we need a new war Mm. so we can have new games come out? Always a good question. Um, yeah, that's one on, on the lips of many, many a person. It's really not. <laughs> Getting really bored of these these fictional video games. Maybe we should have a real bloodbath. Yeah, that's a weird question. I know. Are you waiting for Call of Duty ISIS to come out? Because I'm not. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> I think the answer to that is um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we could, I think fictitious wars are fine. Yeah. Do you need? Do you buy more physical games or digital games? Physical. The, the answer for me is is only money. I will buy whatever's cheapest. Where um, did you buy, buy Blood Learn from? I bought it digital because it was cheaper. Look at that. Um, Look at this progressive man. Uh, it's the, pretty much the only digital full price game I have on the PS4 because yeah. usually they're cheaper on disc. Obviously, if the game is only on digital, it depends if I want to play it. I'm not going to not play it because it doesn't have a disc. Um, but if it's on both, it just boils down to money for me, and that's all I care about. You got money on your mind? Yeah. It's, it's similar for me, but I like having discs still. Yeah, but you're an old man. I am. You're older than me. 
Um, if you had £40 in your PSN wallet, it's yeah. like a math question, knowing that you don't have any money for six months or so... And if you... Jeff is leaving at 12.30 from London, <laughs> what time and how much money would, would you, you have? Would you rather spend it on one large open world game that you know is going to take you many, many hours to complete, or would you buy several games that have been out for a while, based on six to eight hours roughly of game time per week? Depends how good the several games are and how good the long game is. Does it? I put nearly a month into um, Dragon Age and I don't regret a thing. But games yeah. aren't that short anymore. I loved The Order because it was short, I think. Yeah, but if you if you only had enough money for The Order or six other games. That's a good point. Um, it's tough because you will find people that want to... But for me personally, if it was an open world game I was really looking forward to, then I would buy that. But a lot of people might choose the shorter game just because they don't have as much time. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have the restraint of only £40 in my PSN wallet, but... Because it's fucking loaded. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a fucking pimp. But um, I was only going to buy one game in kind of this kind of three-week period, two-week period. One game to rule them all. Exactly. And that was going to be Bloodborne. Not because it's a long game, because it's a long, good game. Um, I think it's... People try and boil it down too much. Uh, to Is it about quality or quantity? How many hours or how good it is? I think there's a... There's a subconscious element in your mind where you're questioning, this game's good, but I'm only going to be playing it for four hours. That's what I had with the order. There's like a kind of weighing up. How good is it? Does it justify paying full price for that much time? Um, I, for the order, decided no. It might be good. It looks like a world I would really enjoy. But for full price, no, I'm going to wait till that's cheap. And because I can finish it in a weekend. Yeah. Um, to get back to the question, though, I think it depends entirely, like Ben said, on what the £40 game is. If it was Bloodborne, I'd buy Bloodborne. If it was The Order, I'd get the six other games or the other, however many other games it was. Yeah. Because um, there's always some daft cunt that bought it that'll lend it to you. Exactly, just like Ben. I do have that game back now, by the way. Thanks. I might send it to you, possibly. If you were to buy several games, what would they be at the moment? Oof. I think I think Martin Freeman here is just asking us what games you should buy. <laughs> I'm interested in that Drive Club, uh, but equally, I just don't have the time to really settle in for that kind of game because I'm not that interested. Yeah. It's tough. I don't think there's a great deal out at the moment I actually care about. Same. Um, I mean, I want to play The Order, maybe Dragon Age. Um, that is pretty much it. You'd hate Dragon Age. Would I? Yeah. Why? Because I said so, and I don't want you to ruin it. Because I'll point out some flaws and you'll actually yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, you'll just Simon it. <laughs> ruin it for everyone. Um, second last question. What's your next car going to be, or don't you care? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You've just got a car. I've, yeah, I mean, in less than a year I've had a car. It'll be fine. It's fine for the time being. It doesn't accelerate very fast, or at all, but it goes. Yeah. Um, Sometimes 80 miles an hour. That's fine. I will be looking at getting a new car when I have a full-time job that looks Lotus. secure. Lotus Esprit, mate. Um, but until then, I'm just looking at keeping the same car and keeping it going. 
Um, but having said that, VW have been very good to me. I'd probably look at getting a, a new a new model Polo or Golf. Polo Santo, Santo Z. And probably a step up in engine size, 1.8, 1.6. Uh, I don't... Hmm? I don't know. I don't know about that. Why? It's all. It's just noises to me. Okay. Um, who will be the next famous paedophile to come out? Terry Wogan. They don't usually come out. <laughs> it's not like. <laughs> Guys, I've been struggling internally with this. <laughs> oh, that's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of my I life. I just want mind. you guys to know, and he's got like a little YouTube video, that um, I touched 98 children <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't usually happen, Martin. Um, but having said that, probably there was a thing in the news about a, they haven't named the band because that would be defamation. But they, there's a famous band who frequented the same flat that Jimmy Savile did. Okay. Maybe them. Maybe them. Bruce Forsyth. Bloodborne. Bruce Forsyth. Bloodborne. Is the next? Oh, are we done? Yeah. Is he's you've, you've had enough defaming characters? Yes. Okay, cool. Defamation. Okay, Bloodborne. It is Hooray! probably the best game to come out on PS4 so far. Yeah, that Metacritic though. Um, why? What's the Metacritic? It's like 94. Nice. The thing is, The Last of Us doesn't count. That's a PS3 game. It doesn't count as a PS4 game. What's that? The Last of Us. You don't count. Um, so let's talk about Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, we've got some listener questions. We'll get to them at the end. Then we've got Simon's quiz to do with Bloodborne. No, you're all oh waiting for God. that. It's gonna be so fun. The return of Simone's quiz. Yeah, exactly. So let's just talk about Bloodborne to okay. begin with. If you haven't seen anything in the Souls series mm. uh, or anything from From Software, first of all, what the fuck are you doing with your life? And second of all, I'm here to help, and I'm going to tell you about um, how this is kind of different to that. Now, so, if everyone's got an Easter egg nearby, headbutt it now and take a piece and listen to Papa Simon. <laughs> Papa Simon, he's the next one to come out as a beautiful. I'm ready, Papa Simon. <laughs> God, that's horrible. Um, so the graphics in this game are easily the best Souls game so far. Not surprising, it's on a next-gen system. Um, also, current gen. do you remember way back at the start of kind of talking about what could help sell the PS4, we both agreed if somehow they managed to make a game like Demon's Souls exclusive, uh, whether it was by From Software or just a Sony first-party um, studio making a Demon's Souls game because they own the, the right to that name, we both agreed that would sell systems. Yeah. And then it happened. So I just want to toot my own horn. We both said that. Go on, you're going to do the toot? it happened. Toot toot. Gay. <laughs> um, the style of this game, personally, and obviously this is a this is a, uh, a subjective feeling. I think the style of this game and it's kind of like I don't even know how you'd sum it up. Industrial sort of Miserable. Victorian era. I think it's the best style of any Souls game so far. Um, yeah. Creates a world that's very cohesive, and it really makes you want to play more. Um. Cooperative play, if you've not played a Souls game, is crucial. Um, they've changed that so that you ring a little bell. And we did have a bit of trouble on the launch weekend. Mm-hmm. Probably to be expected. But it's far more accessible, I think, than any others. So long as you can get the uh, small resonant bell, which is what you need to allow you to get co-opted into someone else's game. 
it's very accessible. You don't need to worry about being human or being um, undead. That, you know, none of that matters anymore. That is nice. And I am still undecided, though. And if you want to cope with a friend, all you have to do is go to your settings and put a password in. None of this fucking about with rings and all this kind of shit, joining covenants. So but sometimes that didn't work, though, for us. I, I put that down to launch period and the fact that on that day, I was having a lot of internet issues. I, you know, I was getting kicked out of PSN chats. So was I. That so could have just been a PSN issue. It could have been a PSN issue. Um, and the notes on the ground is obviously key as well in a Souls game. That has uh, has made an appearance here. Um, I've got some of the best notes ever, by the way. I've got a lot of a lot of thumbs up. Have you? Yeah. This is a fine note. This is a fine note. Um, and the enemy design. You know, the enemy design in, in most Souls games is fantastic and you never know what you're going to face next. What I think about this game, though, is the world is more cohesive than it's ever been. And you, it maintains that feeling of you don't know what you're going to face next, but they all feel like they come from the same place, if that mm. makes sense. And you'll go right. through different levels and you'll see people evolving into a beast at certain kind of points at that stage until you see people that are a full kind of werewolf beast. Um, so I think the enemy design maybe isn't, maybe isn't better, but it's more cohesive. Mm. Um, so, you know, so far, no, nothing negative to say. Um, to sum of the game up, this is basically a Demon's Souls sequel, not a Dark Souls sequel. Um, there's Archstones, um, this time called Headstones. So if you played Demon's Souls, you know that it was basically like a Crash Bandicoot level select menu where you could walk about in your little central hub, you'd click on a stone, or an art stone it was called, and it would teleport you to that level. Yeah. This is basically that. Except, keeping it in with Dark Souls, you can also run through the whole game without ever going back to your central hub. Mm -hmm. um, so everything is linked in, which is something Dark Souls 2 did not do. Yeah, um, so it's already got something on top of Dark Souls 2, in my opinion. Um... Other thing that makes it like Demon Souls, you don't have Estus flasks that replenish when you get to a bonfire. Um, and bonfires in this game are, are lamps now. Mm -hmm. Instead, you have to find them. And, you know, towards the end of the game, that became a real hindrance to me. Because the first level is where you're going to go to get your health vials, or what used to be Estus flasks. They're what replenish your health. Yeah. And despite the fact that if you fight a boss and you die you'll have none left. It's so easy to just go to the first level and stock up on them that you just feel that you'd rather just get given them because all that game's doing is making you go and have to farm them. Yeah, you know? I hate that. I think there should have been a point in the game, maybe towards the final third of the game, where it said, you're going to replenish 20 health vials automatically from now on. Like an item that did that for you. Because it gets to a point where getting the health vials back is so easy that it's just a it's nuisance. Just time yeah, it's just time consuming. It's it's um yeah. So I that's like a very niggling fact that I don't like. Just making a note of that because I'm reviewing it. <laughs> You're gonna basically I use my opinions for your review. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's taking me ages to play this bloody game. Yeah. I was clearly the best choice to review it. Um. The um the NPCs again the storylines told through 
item descriptions, NPCs and all that kind of stuff. I've not bothered to try and piece a storyline together. I know it's got something to do with babies. I know it's very dark. I know there's, I know there's a lot of blood. Um, other than do you that... you want to tell the story of the little girl at the start? Like this meta story that just happens and you can totally miss it. I did miss it. Um, something to do with the baby though. And you hear it crying throughout the game. What? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the little girl with the music box. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, there's... You, why, why don't you tell that? But I like listening to you. <laughs> um, that was actually probably one of my favourite moments in the game. Yeah. Was you get to a window which you could completely miss as you're opening a shortcut. And the game, the level design in, in Bloodborne is, it does something that Dark Souls 2 kind of messed on a little bit. There's a lot of shortcuts now. I read a review talking about how this was harder than Dark Souls because there was a bigger distance between respawn points and bosses. Now, that guy was talking out his arse. Because what he'd done is he hadn't opened shortcuts. So for him, there was a massive gap. As I've played through the game, I don't think I've missed a shortcut that's been that um, important. And I actually think that you can get from respawn point to boss quicker than ever before. Because there's so many shortcuts that take you there instantly. Now, in the first level, or the first massive area... One of the shortcuts is next to a window, and I don't want to spoil it, but that storyline is a completely missable storyline, which you have to piece together yourself. It's a bit more in your face than others. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes the boss easier, the item that you get. Um, you have um, a choice. You have choices of what you can do, which affect what happens to that person. And none of them are infamous choices where it comes up. Do you wish to do the good thing or the bad thing? Yeah. And for a game that doesn't have a storyline, that's pretty cool. You know, for a game that is so hidden, the storyline, to get choices like that, which games that have awesome storylines like The Last of Us don't really give you, that's really cool. Um, but I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the storyline as a whole, though, I've not bothered to piece it together. One of the cool things about Bloodborne and Souls games is there's going to be people on YouTube, there's massive discussions on Reddit that basically are trying to piece together this massive storyline. And get all this lore together. Yeah. Um. Now, the downside of this game for me, the point, because up until the very final section of the game, because I'm, I'm basically standing right before the final end of the game, and that's because I want to go and do some side stuff that I've missed out on. Um. The thing that annoyed me was there's a couple levels towards the end of the game that are too hard. And I know that sounds like this is just a casual person who doesn't like Souls games, who thinks it's too hard and he's going to rage quit. It's not. There are points in this game where it's widely accepted among the people on the wikis and stuff, the community. It's not worth fighting them. You just have to run. And that happened in two consecutive areas where they said, don't bother fighting these people, just run past them. Now for me... I've hit one of those levels now. Yes. And, And it's correct because... It's so much easier to just run past them, get to the point where the enemies don't follow you anymore, light a lamp or fight a boss, and then forget about it. You don't have to ever go back. Um, now, for me as a Souls player, that's bad game design. Because I didn't buy the game to run past enemies. I bought the game to struggle, mm-hmm. um, ultimately succeed, and feel awesome. And that's something Souls games do very well. Every Souls game so far has done that extremely well. Yeah. When it gets to the point that it's your, your best option is to run past them, I look at that as a as basically a failure, you know? Yeah, I'm just going to make a note of that. Uh, 
Um, personally, that's my opinion. People might like that. People might like the feeling of not being able to succeed. I don't. I think Souls games usually have it perfect where to succeed, it's going to take determination and you're going to manage to do it. Um, but it's not going to make your rage quit too much and you're not going to give up and you're not going to end up running through them without fighting them. Um, I'm having a real internal struggle about what score I should give this game. Just give it a nine and get get it done with. <laughs> I don't know though. Like a part of me wants to give it an eight. Nah, it's definitely not an eight. <laughs> I wish there were point fives because it would get an eight five if we did that. But I'm really struggling. Um, I'm, I'm gonna pray on it and let you know. Okay, I I I think nine. Um, the other thing oh, that I've, okay, I struggled with. Let me just with... make a note of that. Hang on. <laughs> Simon thinks nine. <laughs> the other thing I've struggled with is one particular boss. Every boss so far I have killed in less than, probably less than four attempts at the most. Is it Ceaseless Discharge? No, that's a boss from Souls, uh, Dark Souls. I know, a name that will never be beaten. Yeah, it won't, will it? That's one thing I miss, is that because clearly the, um, what's, what is it they call it where they translate it? Localisation. Yeah. Because the localisation has clearly kind of been either helped by Sony or they've employed new people to do it. Mm. Um... There's no funny stuff. There's no sticky white stuff. Everything makes sense. You know, you wouldn't know this is developed by Japanese people. <clears throat> which is um, fine and all, but it misses a little bit of its... Um, yeah. It's... Um, what's what's the word for it? Charm. Charm, yeah. Um, but you do have ragtoll physics and the dead bodies back, so... Um, yes, they brought that back, so thank you very much. Also... Load times are a bit of a balls, aren't they? Bit load of a times balls, for me, balls. Load times for me really aren't that bad. Really? I've had to wait 35 seconds to respawn before. I've not waited um, more than 20 seconds. That's because I've got it installed on my hard drive. I suppose that's yeah. right, but still, that shouldn't be... I mean, it might be a bit better now. I haven't played it much since the patch earlier this week where they said they would address that. But yeah. one thing that can be said is that when you ring your little resonant bell to be summoned in... It's instant. Like, if you get summoned in, the screen goes dark, and three seconds later, you're in their game. You don't load anything. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's quite nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, speaking of problems, one thing I kind of disagree with hmm. is, I mean, I just I just talked about how easy it is to co-op. There is one little thing that you have to learn, and it's a thing called yeah. Insight, which is an item... Oh, I hate that. Or you get it from killing bosses or finding new bosses. You get hmm. it for... Using a special item. Using a special item as well. Probably stuff that I don't know that you can also get insight from. Making love to the doll. Probably making love to dolls. Um, because you go inside. Bad joke. Inside bad joke. the doll. The thing I disagree with is mm. when you want to summon help, you have to use an insight item mm-hmm. or an insight. Now, I understand that is so that you can't just co-op every little bit of the game and never play it solo. Because at the end of the day, this game... It's meant to be played on its own in places. You're meant to struggle. You're meant to find it hard. You're meant to learn how to play it on your own. That's why the first level can't be co-opted. And I completely agree with that. What I don't agree with is using insight and not being guaranteed a co-op partner. Yeah. I think that is quite stupid. I think because a lot of the times I'm sitting there waiting for Ben with a password. I know he's there. I know he's online. There's no reason he shouldn't be able to get into my game. And it doesn't work. And you've wasted an insight. I've wasted a finite item. 
And they become more plentiful towards the end, but that was really frustrating to begin with. Really, really frustrating. Yeah, because and that's kind of why I'm not entirely sold on the on the whole bell system yet. It it shaves off a lot of the irritation of using the stones to summon people in. But equally, if you could see a stone sign on the floor, chances are you're going to get them in. Now, it may not always be your friend, which is the floor there, obviously, yeah. but at least you don't have to use an item to summon people in. Yes. And it's sort of like... I think what the problem is, is when you have a stone, like it used to be you could only summon people in, this is Demon Souls, you yes. could only summon people in when you were human. <laughs> now, if, if the internet wasn't working, you'd quit out, come back in, and you'd, it would be working. You didn't waste your being human, you was, it just stayed. Well, you could see, couldn't you? Yeah. You could press a button and it yeah, would tell you, you whether or not you were but Even if you had to restart the game, you wouldn't lose anything. <laughs> you'd, only, you'd only lose it if you died. Now, the way Insight works is, let's say you're summoning for 20 minutes and no one comes, and you assume the internet isn't working. Yeah. You need to restart either the game or the console or your router. You've then lost an Insight. Mm -hmm. which It should take it, as you said when we were playing, it should take it upon receipt of a co-op partner. Yes. and Not you know when you ring the bell. You could even extend that further. You can't have two co-op partners without spending two Insights. It should just mm -hmm. take it as a ticket when they come in. That's true, because you very, very rarely get two people in yeah. your game. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So that's a little tiny thing. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter. It's a little it, thing that I think they should have changed. Yeah. Personally, well, I, I agree. That. Bearing in mind they made Insight so important that it's actually displayed constantly in the top right-hand corner of the screen just beneath yeah. your blood echoes, which are the equivalent of souls in this game. So it's clearly a very important feature, and it it does seem like there's a huge risk of just wasting them. No, but the thing is, though, and the thing that makes me completely forgive it, is that having insight is actually a bad thing. If you have 15 insight, you're going to get harder enemies. Uh, I think there's a couple bosses that have more difficult attack patterns. Yeah. If you have 20, and then it goes up in intervals of 5, I think, mm -hmm. you're going to get more bad stuff happening to you. So you can let them mount up if you want the game to be harder but as normal people play in the game wasting insight turns out not to be that bad a thing because it just means you're not going to find the game hard at the moment i've got 19. you get so much insight and i've never used an, an item to get it that it, oh, it really it becomes a factor that you just kind of want to get rid of them <laughs> i sometimes <laughs> ring the bell knowing i'm not going to get a co-op partner and instantly fight a boss just because i don't want it to be on 15. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I and and I do get that because I do that in games all the time. I'm like, this is a good item. I don't want to use this. I'd rather use several of the small items rather than one of the big items. But then you get to thinking, well, when the fuck am I going to use the big item if not now? Like, that's what it's for. I do that all the time in RPGs where I'm like, I'm not going to use my expensive potions. I'm going to use the cheap ones that don't heal as much and then stock up on more of those. And then... You know, and the same with Pokemon games as well. You get to the end of the Elite Four in Pokemon, you've still got like 20 full restores, which get rid of all status ailments and heal your, you know, your Pokemon all the way up to full. You just think, well, what are you saving it for if it's not for now? Yeah. So you're right, they do become more plentiful and more expendable. But, you know, with that risk of the game getting far more challenging the more you carry, um, you do just want to get rid of them. Yeah. So I, I forgive that kind of tiny little niggle in fact it, it might be it would be more annoying to be honest if it was a ticket when they came in because you'd get people summoning people in just to get rid of some insight and then sending them home true and maybe... I've, I've got a no bullshit policy by the way on multiplayer 
when I when I get invaded and I'm by myself, I sign out of PSN. Really? I did it all the time in Dark Souls 2 because I've just got no fucking time for it. Like, and, and I don't like invaders in this game because unlike previous Souls games where they could just backstab you all the time because of lag, in this one, it's basically who runs out of health potions first. And you can carry 20 of those. So it is quite a, just a really long, drawn-out, pain-in-the-ass endeavour. And the moment they get on the back foot, they just run away from you through the level and then just try and draw other enemies towards yeah. you. And it's just a huge now, pain in the ass. That's one thing that's been in every Souls game, is invaders don't get attacked by enemies. I think that should be um, abolished. I think that both players, the invader and the person whose game it is should both be attacked by enemies because when they run away you know they should die they should run away and die by the enemies um yeah. that's something i've thought since dark souls to be honest it's always pissed me off the thing i like about this game though with invaders is a they can't backstab b you can only be invaded when there's a, a woman ringing a bell and if you find her and kill her sinister bell if you find her and kill her you can't get invaded Mm-hmm. The other thing I like is you're far more likely to be invaded if you have a co-op partner. I don't think I've ever been invaded when I'm by myself, actually. It might have happened once. Now, these are all things which make invading far more um, easy to put up with, I think. I still don't like it. Um, and another thing, um, counterpoint to what you said, I got invaded today. didn't piss me off because I was really near uh, a lamp. Mm-hmm. But the thing he did was... He threw an item at me, which meant I couldn't use health vials. Yeah. Now, obviously, that meant he won <laughs> um, a resounding victory. Mm-hmm. But if you have those items for invaders, you're pretty much going to win. If you can hit them with it. Yeah, but again, it's hard because of some subtle lag and stuff. I just don't like it. Like That's the one element of Souls and Born games that, while are a gimmick that they have and proudly boast, I have no time for. It pisses yeah. me off. Um, the other way I take no shit in multiplayer is if I offer myself up for co-op in an area which is ripe for co-op where lots of people want help and I go into someone's game I see them I walk up to them and I bow and they don't wave they don't bow back they just run past me I leave their game yeah because fuck you it's a video game but there's etiquette involved right you can't be asked to (laughs) say hello to me I'm gonna go to someone else's game yeah I mean usually you bow to say thanks thanks for coming to help and, you know, I've only co-oped a few bosses. And apart from the ones you've helped me with, every co-op partner I've had has been useless and they've died within 30 seconds of fighting the boss. Yeah. I think that's because, and I've done it, I've been guilty of this, people co-op to find out what the boss is like right before they fight it themselves. Right. They've got no experience fighting that boss and they go in and they die. That's what I do. Yeah. To, to get a handle on a level, I'll, I'll summon in. Because there's no risk, really. You don't lose your blood Yeah. if you go there. Um, um, so I, I actually find that fighting the bosses on your own, you're going to end up having to do it anyway because the chances of getting a co-op partner that's good, if you don't know them already or you haven't asked for them on a, on a wiki uh, chat room, yeah. you're pretty much not going to happen. The only, only yeah. co-op partner I've had that wasn't terrible, didn't die instantly, was on this boss fight I've just done before the podcast it's essentially the second last boss, but like the last boss, really. Mm-hmm. Um, killed it first time. Really? Um, not to say it was easy. In fact, it was um, pretty nail-biting towards the end. Nearly didn't happen. But yeah, that's one good co-op partner in the whole time I've played Bloodborne. 
Um, but that obviously has something to do with the game. That's the people. Yeah. I've um, had some pretty good partners that knew what they were doing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really just luck. Yeah, it is. Now, the thing I was going to talk about earlier, the one other point which I kind of didn't like was a single boss fight called Michael Lash. He's the third last boss. He's not that hard. There's a bit of scripted events in it. But there's one point where you get to the, the, the final phase of the boss and he spams an area of effect magic attack, which kills you and it takes off about 95% of your health. Mm-hmm. As far as I was concerned, you couldn't dodge it. Nothing I did would dodge it. And he does it over and over until you die. Um, now, what I said about killing every boss in about four attempts, he took a lot of attempts. Yeah. I was borderline going to give up until someone told me, stay close to him and he won't use that attack. Now, when I found it out, I killed the boss first time. <laughs> I think that is, and I know that if there's a hardcore Souls fan here, they'd be angry at me saying this. I think that's bad boss design. I think that if you've got an enemy who can only be killed in one way, who, if you try to kill them from a distance, it's impossible, who if you, you know, you only have time to stand up from the attack hitting you, use a health file and then get hit by it again, Yeah, that's bad game design. That is a bit of a bitch. I think there should always be at least two ways of killing a boss, and for that guy, there is not. Um, but those two things, those the levels you have to run through at the end, um, and there's only two of them, two sections of that, and that boss they're the only bad things about this game and for a game so big and sprawling that's pretty awesome yeah um, I still think it's up there with Dark Souls as the best from software game ever that's Dark Souls 1 um, and to be honest Bloodborne maybe clinches it because of the fact the world is so cohesive and you've got that um, the level design of Dark Souls 1 mixed with the fact all the, bo- all the enemies all the bosses kind of have a purpose they all look kind of similar um, but not too similar that you get bored yeah I really like that um, there's not much more to say yet. there's another thing that I haven't tried yet which is maybe massive if you remember Deep Down that game from was it Square Enix? Uh, no I think it's Konami uh, Deep Down it never came out so far it was a PS4 game they were announcing before PS4 came out Yeah. randomly generated levels and it looked like a Souls game well, Bloodborne has randomly generated dungeons and they have boss fights at the end and unique items you can get and there's trophies tied in with them. I've not done them yet, but that adds a lot of longevity to this game. Obviously, the fact you've also got New Game Plus as well to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, this game, game Plus. This game, if you want a game that's going to last a long time and you're not going to get easily frustrated and you've got time to learn it, this is the game to get, without a doubt. Um, it's tough, though. It is tough. I think, though, because of where the shortcuts are, if you can get to the shortcuts, um, it's actually quite easy. If you've got the time to commit, you can't fail. You know, if you've got... And especially with co-op partners. Yeah, with co-op partners... You will be able to finish it. There are sections where you won't be able to co-op and you'll be concerned gravely about where you've got to go and what you've got to do. Yes. It's... um, you know, and it doesn't pull any punches in that once you've beaten a boss, you got to run past where the boss was to the next lamp, and there'll be enemies between there. Not usually, so though. There's just like nothing between that. I've and had lamp. I've had that a couple of times. 
And a lot of the time, the lamp is exactly where the boss died. In areas where you can't continue, normally it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a dead end. Mm -hmm. But uh, there we go. Should we move on to some listener feedback about it? Yes, we shall. Hi guys, as someone who is looking in from the outside at the Bloodborne mania, I have to ask, and I mean this in a completely genuine way, is Bloodborne actually fun to play? The impression I get from videos I've watched is that, is that it's more like an endurance test than anything else. Um, You know, I have always looked at the Souls games as the ultimate game. The, I mean, I know that sounds like such a pretentious thing to say. You're such a knob. But when you look at games like Call of Duty and stuff, the reason people play them is because they like getting to that next little badge. And they like getting that little bit of reward. It's rewarding and entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. I think, though, I mean, the online isn't really... You could argue it isn't entertaining. The storylines are. But things like Battlefield and stuff, people are playing that to unlock the next thing. I think Bloodborne and Souls games take that to to the new level, like the next level of... You're going to have a much better feeling of reward, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, It's never impossible. If you're going to give up on it, then maybe it's not the game for you. Mm. If you're going to give it time and learn how to beat it, which is the whole reason the first level you can't co-op, you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Also, I'd suggest you buy it and play it at a time where you have a weekend to sit down and dedicate it just to that game. Yeah, or a week where it. you can play it two hours a day. I was going to say, you won't beat it in a weekend. No, I mean I don't mean beat it in that amount of time. I just mean... Get, you have to get past the learning curve to a point where you're addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And if you give up too early, there's a good chance you won't go back to it. Yeah. And that's a problem with every Souls game. Not really a problem, it's just a fact of what, you know, what goes hand in hand with it being so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it, I even had it in Dark Souls when I got to Anna Londo, which is about halfway through. Um, no one else I knew was playing it. And I got to a bit that was hard, I couldn't do it, I gave up. And I only went back to it like a year later, and that's when I got addicted to it. You have to wait till you get over the difficulty hump, and then you get addicted to it, and you'll 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 swear down there's no game. This is good. I don't think I even beat one boss in Dark Souls one before I gave up. Yeah, but then you went back to it and you loved it. Yeah, with you holding my hand. Yeah, I'd also say that if you have someone that will play it with you and share in your pain, that will make it so much easier to deal with. Because once they've beat a boss you can't do, you'll feel the need to go and do it as well. That kind of um, sharing the pain. But no, it is actually a very good... In fact, if you watch my... If you watch Willie McPinch's Dark Souls review, basically the underlying message is these are some of the best games ever made. They might be tough, but that isn't why they're good. They're very good games. Um, Yeah. Next question. Also, Ben, did you enjoy WrestleMania? Yes, I did. (laughs) <laughs> I liked it a lot go Brock Lesnar go keep up the good work I'm very stop highlighting things it's distracting keep up the good work I'm very much enjoying the new Resident Evil series even if it's the most frustrating thing I've ever watched Miles love you bye oh, you know speaking of that this is on YouTube uh, youtube.com slash playstation radio UK mmm zombies sexy scary fun Jill no um, Jill no you got to this point where you got to a typewriter in the first episode and yeah. Ben Glanville, the guy you're playing with, said, oh, I better save that uh, ink roll or whatever it is. And I, I knew at that point, 
You're going to regret that. There's a reason. It's game design. If you get given an item that lets you save right next to a thing you can save at, I mean, it's telling you to save. <laughs> and one and a half episodes in? What happens? We have to start all over again. Yeah, but thankfully you didn't make us watch that. So um... Trust me, from here on in, it's, it's an incredibly enjoyable amount of um, inventory simulator. Yes. Because you get to rooms where you have sort of like an ender chest from Minecraft so you can put your stuff in there mm. and access it from other safe rooms. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of sort of um, maneuvering items between your inventory and the chest and then Tetris. saving it and then putting it back again and then yeah. saving it. And we saved, f we finished it this weekend, by the way, I nice. forgot to say. It's finished. It's done. How, did, um, did you get annoyed at it towards the end like you did with Amy? No, Good. not at all. That's there were only think... a couple of episodes where um, where we didn't really know what we were doing that yeah. we found irritating, but there was just too much stuff going on. That's what I think made the Amy series kind of unwatchable towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> so I think from now on, go with games that are good, people want to watch. Yeah, we need to decide upon the next game. But yeah. Christ, you've got like six months worth of episodes, so <laughs> just just wait, please. Um. Matthew Bover was the next with the next question. He's hmm. uh, obviously to with Bloodborne. He says he's loving it. He's pimping oh. out the cane as a weapon. I've never used that. I, I was tempted, but then I saw the the attack stat and thought, nah. Yeah, I looked at it at the start and I thought that's the equivalent of the club, you know, the the occult kind of guy from Souls that basically sure. was the hardest way of starting. Um, I don't understand how it attacks either. I've not even seen it in action but he says do you think it will affect sales of Dark Souls 2 on PS4 and would you still get it great show guys and for the record back to front from the side but stopping at cornhole lol <laughs> brilliant um, obviously he's talking about the fact remastered edition came out on PS4 the week after Bloodborne mm. um, that's probably the stupidest sales um, yeah idea the, the sales results are in as well yeah, it debuted at number eight in the sales charts in the UK, and Bloodborne was still third. Yeah, after a week. I mean, so it's just ridiculous. Figure. I know they wanted to give Xbox fans something, something to play, but they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they should have given it a couple of weeks, let the hysteria build up for Xbox fans, and then released it. Because now it's going to have to deteriorate in price at the same level that the Xbox version does. Yeah, despite the fact people on PlayStation have waited. And Apart from Mark. It's not even the fact that it got released at the same time. It's the fact that Bloodborne is so much infinitely better than Dark Souls 2 uh -huh. that, I mean, obviously you're going to go and play Bloodborne, even if you haven't played Dark Souls. Yeah, because you had the choice. You, you should go for Bloodborne. That's, yeah. that's a no-brainer. Dark Souls 2 is a good game, as much as Simon despises it. Um, I don't despise it. It is a great game. It's, I mean, it's just not the best Souls game. You left it so long between playing it, though, that it was never going to quite capture you the way it no, did. No, I mean, if else. you go on YouTube videos and stuff, you'll see a lot of people talking about how disappointed they were with Dark Souls 2. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. It had its problems. It really did. But, like, it's still an, an outstanding yeah. game. Um, I mean... It's not up to the standard of the other Souls no. games, but, like, it's it's got a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and but, I enjoyed it a lot. But you're right. Anyone that has the choice of Bloodborne or Dark Souls 2 and buys Dark Souls 2 is, is nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. The thing is, though, I get that sometimes you see games come out and then at the same time they release a remastered version of all the prequels. And yeah. that's so that you can go and play it with the, with the, the, back, the knowledge of, of what the games were before. Mm. Bloodborne is a spiritual successor to Demon's Souls. So you don't need to go and play any Dark Souls game. 
The game mechanics are very similar, but different enough that if you go and learn how to play Dark Souls, you're going to have to relearn how to play. Because, and we didn't talk about this, we probably should have talked about it to, uh, as soon as we started talking about Bloodborne. You don't have a shield anymore, which yeah. might sound like a very small change. It changes the whole way of playing. It does. Because usually Blood, uh, Souls games are defensive. You wait till an enemy hits you, and then you hit them. And you try your best to attack an enemy one at a time. Now it's all about the dodge. Now it's about dodging. And you can use your sidearm, which is a pistol, to kind of parry the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I so ended up actually I ended up actually using... I never, never leveled up Blood Tinge, which is like your shooting ability. And I ended up just using two-handed weapons the whole game. Hmm. I'd only ever use my weapon if I was fight My sidearm if I was fighting a hunter. Which um, are like NPC versions of you, right? Yeah, and that's just so I could parry them. Um, but I think um, it changes the way of playing it so much that it's almost a hindrance to go and play Dark Souls. You can pick up a shield. Are they there good? There is a shield in this game. I didn't bother. Is, is it good? I wasn't, I wasn't any good at it. There's no... There doesn't seem to be a way to parry with the shield because there's no offensive shield yeah. option whereas before you could like swing the shield and that's what would do the parry yeah whereas now all you can do is hold the shield and use the shield because the shoulder button that used to be for you know for swinging the shield at your enemy has been changed to something else is it is it block like do you have to consciously block the enemy attack yeah when you're holding holding a shield you're just holding it okay. like you would be in other uh, souls games okay. so you have to hold it down to actually use it but there's no button to swing the shield at an enemy in order to parry them. yeah of course yeah yeah okay so all you can do is block attacks and you know take a bit of damage um so it's not perfect no i mean that's obviously because this game is aimed at it's designed so that you don't use a shield it makes it far more offensive than dark, than dark souls or demon souls ever was and they can put a gun on the box Yes, they can put a gun in the box. That instantly sells how many more copies? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know yet. Um, now, the thing is, there's also no magic. There is magic mm. in that... Do you believe in magic? Basically, what the item you use to shoot your sidearm is called Quicksilver Bullets. Yeah. And there's a surplus of them, in fact. I've got... I'm maxed out. I can't pick up any more. You'll get to a point when you start picking up items which you'll see in the description are unlimited use. And you'll, it'll say it uses Quicksilver Bullets. And you put them in your Quick Select menu and you press Square and that's how you use it. That is magic. Mm-hmm. In past Souls games you had like a magic wand essentially. You had three different types of magic. You'd have a plethora of magic spells. You had a magic bar dedicated to magic. None of that anymore. It's just items that use your sidearm ammunition. Which um, I think makes it easier. There's less stuff to level up. The menus are more accessible. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I was always a magic user. It feels like there's less ways of playing the game. I wanted to use magic coming into this game, but it just goes to show how little research I did because yeah. there is... No real magic straight off the bat. Yeah. Because um, I do like the offensive strategy, um, but from range. And unfortunately, there was no such option here. Yeah. I, um, I'm i still... I've only got three spells at the moment. There's probably more I can unlock. Before I go into New Game Plus, I'm going to find all of them. Um, and that'll okay. probably... That'll 
really change the way I play the new game plus because I'll only just have enough magic to kind of focus on that. Um, so I don't want to make a, a, a decision on how I feel about that yet because I don't know how many spells there are. I've got a couple so far and to be honest they are quite useful. Um, how much damage do they do? I've got one which is like an arm of tentacles. It does a little bit of damage. Mm. Nothing. There's no magic that would make you not want to use your main weapon. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess it's just that's not what the game aims to do anymore, which is fair enough, because there's still, there's still going to be Souls games, no doubt. Because mm. um, this is, isn't on Xbox, and there probably will be a Dark Souls 3 or something on Xbox and PlayStation. I'd be surprised if they're not making it now. Yeah, so would I. Kurt Matthews Wood says, um, Bloodborne is awesome. Really loving it. Loving the password idea for co-op. Agreed. Um, it works a treat and makes finding your buddy so much easier. I agree with that. Um, it makes it so much more accessible uh, when it works. Yeah. Tyler Fobear says, As the first Souls game, I find myself in love with this game. From enemy design to boss fights, I can't put this game down. The feeling after beating a boss you've been stuck on is so satisfying. Oh, and the weapon transformation is pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking of weapons, I haven't changed weapon from the very start of the game. I haven't changed weapons since I found that weapon in the sewer. What one was the that? The lunging weapon. Okay. Saw blade, I think it was called. See, but you I like can, that. You can start with the saw blade if you choose it. Oh, it's a slightly different one. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. There's there's sort of a hacking version of it, and ah. there's the saw blade, which is a lunging version. Okay. See, I've started I've started with the axe, and I've kept the axe the whole way through. Um, I like that there are fewer weapons. Yeah, there are much less uh, uh, weapons to pick up. Hmm. I think that they've taken a central idea. It's, it's actually what we talked about earlier. This is going to be a long podcast, but what we spoke about earlier, spoke about earlier about having a central idea and sticking with it, they took the concept of a Souls game, they took the they had the concept, the main idea of let's make it offensive and get rid of all the fluff and make it more accessible. And they've just ran with it. There's less items, there's less um less spells, less weapons, less guff, basically. Um I think it really benefits from that. Yeah. Final question. Uh Mario Yayo wanted to buy it. But he thought it might be uh, so difficult that he would get mad at it and throw it out the window. How difficult is it? How many controllers have you broken so far, Simon? I have only ever raged at that boss fight I spoke about earlier. And my suggestion to that would be, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know when you get to this guy, Michael Lash. You'll take my advice and it'll be easy as fuck. Um... But it's hard to say how difficult it is because we've played... This is our fourth Souls game now. Fifth, if you count the fact we played Demon Souls, the two versions of it, UK and US. Yeah. So for me, I'm used to the difficulty. It wasn't that difficult, but it's, it's very It's really rewarding. fucking hard, Mario. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, really. Shut up. It's really hard. <laughs> if it's going to be your first game, probably really hard, yeah. Guess how many controllers I've broken, Simon? How many? One. You've actually broken a controller? I've broken a controller Why? in this game. Because it made me really mad. When? I got really pissed off, probably quite early on. Hmm. Like, I was throwing it around. I was getting really, really angry at it. I did throw a controller, but I took the time before I threw it to look for a soft pile of clothes. I didn't. <laughs> I threw it I threw it out of the floor. Yeah. 
and the R2 button fell off. Wow. So, ruined. Like, 50 quid. Yeah. Down the pisser. But that was one of the ones that I defrauded Amazon for by pretending my controller was broken. Wanker. So, I, I had a free pass. Now, <laughs> now I'm playing with my money. So. so, you won't. I think final thing to say in this game is it boils down to A, how much time you have to dedicate mm. to it and learn it. Yeah. And B, how easy you are to, to kind of get mad. Don't um, play it if you like me. And C, if you've got someone to play it with alongside. Um, we played Dark Souls once at your house. We played it with you and a friend. Me, you and Andy ran through the whole yeah. thing together, didn't we? With TVs lined up. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, am I right in saying that you can let someone play your game for you? Yes, if your internet is good enough. If I mean, I actually, business plan for someone out there who has really good internet, <laughs> um, £10... PayPal gift and they yeah. will beat a boss for you that you're stuck with that's not yeah. that's not a bad business plan it's not a bad business plan but they would have to have good internet as well yes they would and you would have to beat it yeah anyway that's our Bloodborne section over let's move on to whew. yeah whew. sorry about whew. talking for so long whew. I'm tired of my voice I'm tired of my voice let's, so let's do Simon's quiz yeah let's do a bit all about you yeah because I'm tired of my voice <laughs> Now it's time for Simon's Quiz and it's going to be really shitty. Now it's time for Simon's Quiz and it's going to be really shitty, shitty. He's going to ask some stupid questions that are going to be really, really crappy. Aye, well, let's get the fuck on with it. Alright, welcome to the quiz. Um, Best quiz ever. It's good to be back. Yep. Thanks um, for having me. As you know, the rules have changed. Oh, have they? Yeah, you didn't know. There's going to be a joker question. At what point... Were any of the questions not Joker questions? Well, a Joker question means if even if you get it right, you don't get a point. Okay, that kind of is the case anyway, normally. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Now, first question. Who is the main man behind Bloodborne? No, I know the answer, but it's going to be wrong, isn't it? Who is the Hida- main man behind Bloodborne? Hidetaka Miyazaki. Correct answer. Hey, look who got a point. But, but that, that was, was the, the Joker, Joker one, question. So you don't get any fuck you. Now, if you do want to get a point, you have to spell his name. H-I-D-E-T-A-K-A-M-I-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y
Same Final one? question. Okay. okay. Now this is you know it's all or nothing. Now I've already won. Haven't it's I? all or nothing because if you want to beat the other contestant, you're gonna have to get this point. He's dead. We don't talk about him. Anymore. Now, yeah. what was From Software's first ever game? Oh come on! Can you tell me what console it was on? I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation One, but I'm gonna check that. Well, I don't fucking know. Didn't you have a PlayStation One? I had a PlayStation One. I didn't know who developed all the games. Well, you should. I was have. eight. Yeah, it was for PlayStation One. Come I out, don't know. Came out in 1994, so you definitely were not eight. <laughs> okay, no, I definitely wasn't. I was barely conscious. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. Uh. Speed Cop Five. No way. No, it actually wasn't called that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. No, it was a game called King's Field, and I wanted to introduce this one or put it in the quiz because, little-known fact, despite this being the first ever From Software game, yeah. it kind of set the path for the Souls franchise, and he sent uh, in doing so, Bloodborne it was a first-person RPG. Mm-hmm. It was hard as balls. You had a, a sword and a shield, you attacked skeletons and shit like that. Um, and the spiritual successor to Kingsfield and its sequels was Demon Souls. Really? Pretty cool, huh? Look at that shit. Yeah, now let's finish up the episode. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. Bye. you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me, so go on, get listening. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please check out our website, www.playstationradio.co.uk. On there you can find links to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash playstationradiouk. You can find our Twitter, which is at PSRadioUK. You can find our personal emails uh, for the show and our PSN IDs on the website. And you can go to our YouTube page, which has a new series done by Ben about Resident Evil. Very funny, I'd check that out. That's youtube.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. Email us all your questions. Please do that for the next show. Tell us what you think about Bloodborne. If you're stuck, if you need a hand, if you just want to rage, or if you love it, that's fish and chips at playstationradio.co.uk. And last but not least, please leave us an iTunes review. Thanks please. for listening. Love, love you. Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive...